This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Our next guest, who is Alistair Anderson, he is our regular cultural correspondent uh, and he works uh, for the Financial Mail uh, and he is a journalist. Uh, Alistair, welcome to the show. Uh, I imagine that you might be joining a, a Yiddish panel uh, if, if, if that was offered to you as well. I totally would. Can you, can you hear me, Benji? Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely hear you, Alistair. Thank you yeah. for joining us this morning. Totally would. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. You can you can tell me what you think, um, Alistair. I wanted to ask you uh, about the lockdown. Something you've been covering quite a lot. People finding innovative ways to make money to uh, and and get their money uh, taken away from them. Lots of interesting stuff going on with COVID, uh, and particularly uh, in in also in the cultural space. So, what have you been finding out as you've been digging through? Uh, your um, your 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 reportage as you as you cover this this issue. So it, it seems that everybody wants a quick fix. Um, you know, if you look at 2020, nobody really saw this coming, and then suddenly the economy shuts down. Uh, suddenly you're not making cash again. You're not working. You're not getting your salary. Maybe you try to get those TRS uh, payments. So you try to find ways of making money. Um, so what? Some people have tried to do those a bit more privileged, just try to put money offshore. And the only thing with that is you, you need quite a bit of cash to do that. Uh, I mean, to invest in South African stocks, you probably need a good 10,000 rand. To invest in American stocks, you probably need a hundred. So some people have tried to get on, on, on the sort of tech stock rally that's happened in the US. They probably should have started that last year. Um, uh, it's like a stock called AMD, which does chips, which has completely exploded this year. And yeah, so there's the stock market. Then you've got people who think they can uh, play Forex and trade CFDs, which is, you know, complicated financial um, engineering and trading. But those just tend to be scams. And that's where a lot of people have been burning money over the past few months. So they'll, they'll get contacted via email or they'll see an advert. There's all kinds of adverts that come up when you're watching Netflix and they'll think, I'll just pay this guy bit of commission and he's going to make me money and then they, they lose even more so there, so there is a, a lot of uh sort of quick fixes people trying to find uh ways of of making money i know some financial people that i've spoken to have said that one of the lessons they've learned is you know having these emergency funds for when things really go uh, a little bit dire although I, I can't imagine that any kind of emergency fund would have been able to compete with three months of not being able to to earn any kind of money um so so uh, people very much at threat and and may not get their jobs back which is even the the more disturbing yeah. part of things so, so, so i've heard stats uh that one in four people in south africa have been approached with some kind of scam some kind of financial scam um you know be it uh some kind of online trading thing or in some kind of investment scheme or just something else you know you get sent uh a whatsapp or an sms saying that um, yes, your your job may be under threat, or you're not getting paid for so many months, but they'll get you your salary, etc. So uh, you find that this is a con man's paradise. Um, you know, tough times like this where people are vulnerable. Uh, but what some people are doing, you know, outside of the kind of financial uh, investment space, is they'll they'll look at things they own and they think maybe they can sell them. So people have collected toys and uh, books and rare things in their eyes. They try to sell those things in Free markets or online or uh, via eBay or Take a Lot or whatever it is. I mean, what's quite an interesting one is 
Magic the Gathering, which is a card game that came out in 1993. Um, it was a very geeky thing in South Africa back when I was growing up. It's got a bit of a resurgence now, and there are a whole bunch of new sets of this game that are coming out, and people are selling you know, pieces of cardboard for more than a thousand bucks. I saw a card going for about 7,000 rand the other day. Um, so as, as long as you can find a market for something, you, you might be able to make a bit of cash to kind of tide you over. I mean, who is buying magic cards? Is it because people are now playing the game because they're under lockdown or is it just like people are bored and, and so they're going back to, to, to playing the, the, playing the, the game that they played maybe, you know, 20 years ago when they were a bit younger? What what accounts for the for the interest, particularly in something like Magic the Gathering? So, so, so gaming and board games and card games are very popular at the moment globally. The, the most popular um, sold retail game at the moment in the US is Uno. So it's they found that in lockdown you can play Uno between maybe two or three people. So if you're living with a little family or your boyfriend or you know, two friends, uh, you can play Uno, it's kind of socially distanced. So that's the most popular game there, and people have actually invested in the companies that sell these games, and those share prices have shot up. So I think that's what it is. People have found things to do in lockdown. Um, they can't just watch Netflix or Hulu or whatever series it is. They get a bit, a bit bored of technology, you know, bombarding their face. So it's nice to do something a little bit more human. So it's just sit with someone and play cards. And I think that's where something like Magic has done well. I mean, that, that card game is Magic the Gathering. Kind of give listeners a bit of insight. It's the most popular card game in the world. Um, it came out in America in 1993. It dipped a little bit uh, around the 2000s. Now it's making a bit of a comeback. Um, it's a fantasy game where you, you kind of cast spells. Each player is a wizard. And then you have a deck of cards and you can cast different spells. And yeah, it's it's making a whole big resurgence. And in fact, the company that makes it, Wizard of, Wizard of the Coast, has released more sets this year than I think they have in, in any given year. Um, and maybe they planned it. They knew that people are going to be playing card games and not going out to clubs or watching movies or going on you know expensive holidays. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is a uh, definitely a, a part of the discussion. I do want to just circle back to this issue of scams and people being approached. I mean, how do you uh, – I'm sure you pick this up quite often in your work as a financial journalist. How do people sort of you know, try and uh, insulate themselves against getting conned by some of these people? So you've, you've really got to use common sense. So look at what's been sent to you and how you've received it. Um, banks, you know, you're the person you bank with, they're not really going to send you unsolicited stuff, um, you know, on your phone, um, you know, about new products. And they said, you know, things you kind of already know about. Um, and you can phone them and say, what is this? Uh, and then also just yeah, check what service um, it says it is that's being sent to you, what company you know what I mean? You, you've got to do a bit of homework. If you see an advert, you know, there's, there's one called Plus Trader 500, I think it is, which advertised all the time. I'm not saying that they're a scam, but I mean, it's a lot of costs involved of trading with these people. Um, even, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin has been advertising eToro, which is a share trading platform now. I'm not saying they're a scam, but you need to understand what you're doing. So whenever you see a financial product being advertised to you or some kind of offer, Look it up on Google, even go to Hello Pizza and just see that it's legitimate. See that it's got some kind of um, 
accreditation that it's, you know, with the banking board, et cetera, and financial services board. Um, you know, if, if somebody wants says they're a financial planner, check that they are, a, you know, certified financial planner. There, there are all kinds of checks and balances that exist. Um, you just got to realize there's no such thing as a free lunch. Um, so if people are offering you crazy returns like 20% um, a month or every year, just, you know, it's probably too good to be true. You've just got to do your homework and be cautious and be skeptical and ask other people if they've heard of it. Um, because advice is free, but, you know, losing money and getting it back is, is not free. That's that's painful. Yeah, absolutely. Now, listen, I wanted to talk to you about the fact that, uh, you know, Uncle Cyril, he said that we can drink again and smoke again. Uh, and movies are back. And I see, like, the Bioscope, which is the independent theater in in uh, in, in Bromfield, not Bromfontein and 44 Stanley. Uh, is back. I mean, where do you see movies going at the moment? Uh, is everything going to go online, or do you think we're going to be seeing uh, people coming in uh, drive-ins and that sort of thing? So, what's interesting is if you if you look just look globally at the the big markets, so the U.S., China, parts of Europe, it's unlikely you'll be seeing those markets bringing out uh, blockbusters this year at all. Um, a good example is Mulan, the live-action remake of that '98 movie. They, that's going straight to Disney Plus, so it's not getting a theatrical release, which is quite something. So you'll be seeing a lot of that stuff going onto streaming channels, um, where they have a lot of viewers already. And yes, I, I think, you know, down the line we will be seeing drive, drive-ins opening. It's already starting to happen in, um, certain countries. There's talk of it in South Africa. I know they're in Molly Malone's four ways. They've got, um, like a roadhouse thing set up. It's, it's not, as far as I know, it's not showing movies yet. They're showing a lot of sport, but there's going to be a lot more of that. So it, it kind of enforces social distancing and then it sort of supports the film industry. I, I, but I think the idea that drive through, drive-ins will go through the roof is maybe not quite true. They, they'll definitely exist, but streaming is still king right now. It'll be, if anyone's suffering, it's your Sturkinikwanu metro theaters. Those aren't opening for a while. And in South Africa, they've been trying to open since level three, um, but there's no clear sign of it. Uh, I guess it'll now happen in level two. But do you really want to go and sit in a, a theater, which is a great place to, you know, catch COVID? Because even though the numbers, you know, uh, the infection rates have gone down markedly in the, in the past couple of weeks, if you're still getting 3,000 cases a day, that's a lot of cases. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll certainly have to watch it and see how it affects the film industry and the cultural industry. Uh, and uh, hopefully, Alistair, you'll be able to help us out with that. Thank you much, so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks so much, Benji. Have a great week.